0: To the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Friday! I'm back. It's Jay Zawaski with Mario Tirabassi. Greg didn't want to see me, so he took a couple of days off. Understandable. Understandable. He'd
1: rather me. he'd rather go to Iowa.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just completely cleanse his week of me, which uh, I think my <laughs> wife and family would like to do too. But. It's good to be back. I am uh, feel like Jared Tenorti a little bit with my, my mouth all uh, jacked up, but uh, happy to be back. Of course, I take a week off and a bunch of news happens, um, but that's how it works. So I'm actually glad that a lot of stuff happened so you guys had some, some stuff to talk about and some time to kill. Because, yeah, last week, that would not have been great to be shorthanded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, we get we get a little bit of news. We got a couple of anniversaries as as we always do this time of year with the Blackhawks. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been a, it's it's been a nice early June week, uh, especially when there's no you know no hockey to talk about. Uh, all you know the the organization's completely done playing hockey from all their prospects and and everything. So yeah, it's good to have a little bit of news. And honestly, like you know, I, I, I it's. It's nice to have like a pretty much unanimous like, hey, these are good things. Like these are good decisions being made.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that was definitely nice to see. And and uh, you know the Darren Pang thing, totally out of the blue. We had no indication about that at all. We had Colby Cohen on. What like was it last week? We had Colby on, or maybe the week before.
1: Might have been the week before.
0: Yeah, and there was no indication that that he was going to take on a different job, but. Boy, what I mean, talk about it. Knock it out of the park higher. Um, it's yeah. great for Vosters. It's great for the organization. You talk about having a face on your broadcast that's going to sell the product and push the product. Darren Pang is a great guy, a super nice guy, awesome with the fans. Uh, you know he's ecstatic to be back in Chicago. So I'm really excited. I think it's just going to elevate everything because a lot of the stuff we talked about last year with you know, people who are a little bit critical of, of Chris – In his first year, but he was also kind of throwing a curveball early and said, you know, Eddie O decides to walk away for whatever reason, whoever you want to blame. Uh, And then he stuck with this rotating group of partners. And that's that's tough to overcome, especially in your first year, especially the first time covering hockey full time. So now you get Darren Pang in there to really give him an education, not only on the game, but on being a broadcaster, too. And I think that that's yeah. that's gonna pay huge dividends and, and Darren will be the face of the broadcast and just let Chris do what he does. And I think it's gonna instantly elevate everything. And then of course, you know, we look at what happens to the rest of the broadcast is Chris Celio is gonna come in now that his ESPN thing is up and you know it all everything everything elevates because of the Darren Pang signing. But I, I mean, when that news came out, that was shocking. It was just yeah. Like whoa, that was possible. <laughs> you know, it just felt like Darren Pang was going to be with the Blues forever.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but you know, with with kind of everything happening you know, on the business side of things, with with broadcasts and um, you know, the the Blues broadcast is is underneath the uh, the the, the Bally uh, flagship right now. So, you know, the negotiations, contract negotiations for for Pang seem to uh, not not go the way that he he wanted and and yeah i i wonder you know from 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 what he's the story he told to uh to, to scott powers uh, i believe it was a scott powers in the athletics uh wrote about it you know that that team started to you know call and, and show interest in him and you know he was still doing his tnt responsibilities for the playoffs so he didn't even know exactly who was uh reaching out to him with potential opportunities but you know, when it, when it was known that it was, you know, the Blackhawks were among them uh, you hear how he talks about, you know, the opportunity now to come back to Chicago where his broadcasting career and his playing career started and, you know, his playing career, he only played for Chicago. So, you know, even though he's been with the blues for almost 15 years, like, you know, he's, he's, he's got those Chicago roots. Um, and yeah, I, I think the, the, the consistency and the credibility is is what's going to be best for the broadcast. And, you know, the, the, at the athletic fan poll that, uh, that, that came out that said the Blackhawks had the, uh, according to fans, the worst TV broadcast last season. Um, those fan polls have been favorable to the Blues in the last couple of years where they've been, you know, amongst the top five. So uh, I think getting this, getting someone from that group that, you know, Blues fans really enjoyed having, uh, a guy like Darren Pang, getting that to be a part of the Blackhawks broadcast is going to be uh, really beneficial and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And they, uh, the, the team, the organization, they know more eyes are going to be back on the Blackhawks, uh, this year, especially regionally. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I talked to Blackhawks, you know, people who I know are Blackhawks fans or people who, who, you know, say like, Oh, I've been a fan for, you know, so many years or whatever. And it's just like, ah, I'm not even watching them this year. It's just like, yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, uh, the, the on ice products. If you were, if you're looking for, you know, I just want to turn on my TV and see a competitive hockey game and, and, and hear a good broadcast, you know, last year didn't seem like it was, it was a year for those people. So now the on ice product is going to be more fun to watch. Um, so I think the team understood that they needed to uh, make sure that the broadcast had some consistency and had some credibility to it. So um, bringing in Darren Pang, I think is a really good move. And, I think you know, there, there seems to be an, an open door for Patrick Sharp, however, he wants to be involved. Doesn't sound like I feel like this move came because they didn't get a full a full commitment from Sharp. And Troy Murray, I'm sure, you know, as as good as he did on the TV side. I'm sure he wanted to, you know, stick with, stick with John Weidman, stick with the radio gig and, 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 you know, have, have that be the, you know, that's been a staple for how many years, 15, 15, 16 years now, yeah. those two have been doing it together. So, um, probably even longer than that, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, but I mean, I, 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 think he probably wants to, you know, be a little bit more comfortable in, in that zone. So, yeah, I think, you know, Darren Pang presents a, a, a tremendous, uh, addition and, um, you know, it's, it's sad to see Colby leave because, you know, I think he was, I think he was getting his footing in, in Chicago, in the, in the market. And, you know, he has a, a ton of uh, perspective and, and, and really good insight to bring. And, you know, it just seems like, you know, mutually on both sides, he wanted to, you know, be able to be closer to family, closer to home. Um, you know, he just had his first child. Like, so I, I get it. Like I get wanting all those, uh, you know, those comforts to be there. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to be away from, from family and friends and, and, and be away from, you know, all that when you're at that stage of life. So, you know, uh, I'm sure he'll continue to work with daily Faceoff, and I know he was doing that um, since the off season started for the Blackhawks. So good, just good to see that he'll definitely uh, have opportunities out there for him as well. Got a
0: comment from design love and says the person I will miss honestly is Colby. Honestly, when he first came in, yikes, but I was 1 million percent wrong. He was super informative. And, I think especially I, I agree with you, Mario, that it does kind of suck to see Colby go, not just from a personal standpoint. He's always been awesome to us, really good guest, super insightful. But the timing of having him and his knowledge of college hockey with so many college prospects in the Hawks system, that had some value. But I get it, you gotta go do what's right for you. And and maybe he saw, you know, with Payne coming in, the writing on the wall for him a little bit. Um, and decided to go with his gut. And whatever he does, he's going to be successful. He's really talented. And I think Hawks fans were just a little bit angry about how things went with Foley and how things went with Eddie O. So anyone on those chairs really wasn't given a, the fairest shot in the world. But I definitely think that Colby improved and got a lot better and and shortened up his answers. And the info is really good. So it is a tough loss, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally. But uh, overall, the broadcast improves. And I think Pang... We'll move on from this because I know you've probably done a bunch of it all week, but I just want to get a couple thoughts in.
1: Um, It's your first opportunity to talk about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think Pang is also kind of the perfect guy to come in in a mentor sort of a role, just personality-wise. He's just really easygoing, happy-go-lucky, loves his job. And I'm not saying Eddie wasn't by any means, but they're just different personalities. And I think when you look at Darren Pang's personality and Chris Voster's personalities – those are going to go together pretty well. They're both very optimistic, positive, high energy kind of guys. And I think that broadcast is just going to sing once they get the rhythm. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm a little bit rusty. Forgive me. Don't forget to smash that like button for us. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Make sure if you're listening on your favorite podcast app that you are following or subscribe there and leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. If you get the chance, we would appreciate that. Um, the other thing I want to get to you before we move on to our memories of the 2010 Stanley Cup is uh, the Andreas Athanasiu signing. And it's funny when you see the people out of town looking at the, you know, reacting to the contract and saying, why are they paying him that much money? It's like, don't worry about it. They could pay him $10 million if they want to. It's all about yeah. getting to the cap floor, but happy for him. I'm wondering how he'll do, you know, kind of feeling like he's got a little bit of security, not feeling like he's on the trade block. And, and I really do think if we think back to the end of last season in those exit interviews, how impressed Luke Richardson was with his ability to play center. And mm-hmm. I think that will be a need next year. Uh, I think a lot of people are assuming he'll be with Bedard. I think it depends on whether Bedard starts at center or wing, but I think he's going to get an extended look at center because he really seemed to find his game when Luke Richardson made that decision kind of based on necessity. Right, they didn't have a lot of guys that could play center, and they said, "All right, let's let's see what he can do," and he did pretty well. and And Luke said repeatedly, it suits his game very well, you know, that mm-hmm. that center role where you can kind of wander and create a little bit. Uh So curious to see what the approach is going to be with him, but got no problem with the deal. I think there's more things like this coming. You're also kind of looking at what the Blue Jackets are doing, uh, bringing in Provorov, bringing in uh, Damon Severson today. Um, something like a Severson move is something that could make some sense, right? Like a guy with an expiring deal that they trade a mid-round pick for to bring in. I don't know if it's a defenseman, could be a forward, could be anything. Kind of like we talked about with Garland and Besser and those sort of things. But I think more stuff like that is coming as well. So, um, yeah,
1: I well, think the, we're gonna have a uh, well, very busy off season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this well, the Severson deal was a was a sign and trade. So he he right. signed a long term deal and then and then went to Columbus and yeah i mean it's it's very interesting seeing what columbus is doing um it feels very uh previous gme of like uh hey i'm sick of i'm sick of these young kids uh you know f them kids i want some real (laughs) players ready to go um so it's 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 an interesting thing i know they didn't give up any any young players to uh to to really make those deals but they they're giving up picks so it's 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 interesting to see what uh, what columbus is doing and um yeah i think with the fantasy you know he he said he wanted to have a little bit more stability um i don't think the market was going to give him much more than what he got with chicago no you way. know no 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 one's really going to invest uh too much time in a fantasy you Given, you know, the, the, I know he had one of his better seasons to his career standards. Um, but you know, what he brings to the table is not necessarily, uh, something that a a team is going to be like, yeah, give me, let me lock into three, four years of that. So I think that the two year deal is good, uh, for him. Um, I, you know, they, they confirmed the deal two minutes after we went off the air yesterday. I knew it was going to happen too. Of course. Um, but what was interesting, I touched on it yesterday. What's, what's interesting about his, his deal structure is that, year two of the deal the 2024-25 uh season it, he gets a two million dollar signing bonus um you know july 1st so his actual dollars uh his actual salary in dollars that means that means a little bit more to the team than than the, than the cap hit when it comes to trade deadline time um is only 2.25 instead of the, the full 4.25 so i think that is an interesting tidbit about the deal because um, you know that makes it a little bit easier to move at the trade deadline if the Blackhawks are looking to do that. Um, if not, then hey, like you know, he's it's still a, a 1.25 million dollar pay increase um, for for two seasons beyond uh, you know what he got to come and play for them last year. So I think the 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 plane center fit him pretty well towards the end of the year. Um, I think he'll uh, Luke Richardson liked the chemistry that he had with Lucas Reichel. So I think there's a there's a chance that you know maybe it's it's Reichel and, and a Fantasy U paired together um, on one line and if they want to, you know try Bedard at center, maybe maybe a fantasy you and Reichel play you know second line and Bedard's you know whatever line Bedard's gonna be on, that's your top line. So if Bedard if if, Bedard, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if Bedard is centering, you know, Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish or whatever, like sure, that's your top line. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that's all utilized.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in that for sure. And and if and if a does get paired with Bedard for any extended period of time, it's gonna work out for him well. You know the way it did with Max Domi, where his his numbers are gonna go up naturally just from being on the ice with that guy. And then maybe yeah. after two years or at next year's deadline, not next year's but the 2025 deadline, um, teams are like, well, this guy, you know, he's got 30 goals two years in a row. You know, maybe we should maybe we should make a move for him, and then you. Right. Get a second or third form and call it a day. But even if even if they get nothing for a Thanas at the end of the two years, it's fine. It's really just money. It's right. really just getting to the cap floor and filling in a body where, where you need one and someone that can play in your top six and on the power play and everything. So and yeah. of course the versatility center wing we've talked about. So um also we got a couple super chats I want to get to. Got one here from Windy City Hockey who says, Do you think Sharp could take up an ambassador role? I think he's still be part of the broadcast. I don't know how are they really still doing the ambassador thing? It doesn't really seem I, like it. That, it seems like a McDonough thing more than anything.
1: I think it's evolving. Yeah. I think that that kind of role is is evolving because, you know, they, they still bring out guys like, uh, like Chelios and Savard. And, um, you know, Andrew Shaw was at, uh, you know, the the red carpet for the home opener last season. So they still bring out those players. I don't think they necessarily are tabbing them as like, oh, Blackhawks ambassador like they did, um, you know, years ago when it was Stan Makita and Tony Esposito and Bobby Hall and all those guys, uh, Savard as well. I don't think that they're necessarily labeling it Blackhawks ambassadors, but I don't see any any reason why Patrick Sharp wouldn't come back for some, you know, publicity in, in Chicago and, you know, help, help pump up the Blackhawks a little bit here and there. I, I feel like he would be fine doing that. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, like we said, I think he'll still, you know, if he wants to be part of the broadcast, I think he'll definitely be welcomed to be part of the broadcast, maybe fill in for when Darren Pang has to do national TV, uh, for TNT or, or anything like that, or serve in a studio role, something like that. Um, I think he'll be around. I don't think this was the the last, I don't think last season was the last time we see Patrick Sharp for a while or anything like
0: that. No. And keep in mind too, like rewind to when the ambassador program was introduced. That was John McDonough and Rocky Wertz mending fences that had been severed for years and years and years with Bobby Hull and not so much Stan and Tony, but Bobby Hall the most. And those guys got paid to be ambassadors. That was part of the right. acceptance back was, Hey, you know what? We know we kind of screwed you. We know we forgot about you and you know, have kind of tuned you out over the last few years. Here's however much, you know, six figures a year to come and be in the suite every night and shake hands with with season ticket holders and we'll call you an ambassador and we'll honor you and put you out in a 57 Chevy and call it a day so it's a little bit of a different thing the Hawks don't really have those fences to mend with Patrick Sharp and Marion Hosa and all those 2010 2013 2015 Hawks that'll right. be making their ways back over the next few years so like you said it's a reimagining more than anything but yeah I think you know most of those guys will be welcome you mentioned Andrew Shaw. I don't know how much his comments a couple weeks ago change anything for him, but I'd be surprised if we see him anytime soon after that. That kind of blew over. There wasn't a ton of coverage of that, and there wasn't a ton of reaction. The Hawks never made a statement or anything, but um, I think distancing themselves from that for the time being is probably wise. Uh, Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no. Okay. We, we talked about it already. So.
0: And then uh, Nick's got a super chat, $5. Thanks, Nick. says, I know it's a dumb question, but why would the Hawks interview the other prospects if they're sure about taking Bedard? I shouldn't worry, but still. Yeah, you should not worry. They're taking counter Bedard.
1: <laughs> but it's yes. never
0: a bad idea to pick the brains of guys and say, hey, you know, two, three years from now, maybe Leo Carlson's on the trade block. Right. Cause it hasn't worked out. Maybe like Kirby doc in Chicago. And they say, we had a really good interview with that kid. I really liked what he had to say. And maybe we can have a reclamation product here. They're just doing your due diligence. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe counter comes in and says something like, you know, I really hate that. I don't feel safe in Chicago. And then <laughs> like that changes. Everything. You know what I mean? You never, right, know. So yeah. you, you got to do your due diligence. It's all they're doing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's you, when you go to the draft combine, you're not just talking to the guys that you think you're going to pick. Um, you're talking to teammates of, of, of players. You're talking to, you know, guys that, you know, think about the, the, the players that play together uh, you know, at the world juniors or things like that, or, you know, guy, you talk to Adam Fantilli because maybe you get some insight on a guy like Gavin Brinley, um, you know, and vice versa. You talk to, uh, you know, you, you talk to guys like uh, I'm trying to draw in a blank. You, oh, yeah. you, you know, you talk you talk to the guys on the on like Canada's world junior team to get the same insight that we got from from the uh you know the trio in, in Seattle with with Doc and Korczynski and, and Delma, um and Allen. I'm getting all my I'm getting all <laughs> fired up about prospects. You get those three and how they talked about Bedard as a teammate, you talk to other guys that played uh, you know, with him on 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 those uh on those world junior teams or on or on you know with Regina and stuff. Like you get the insight from teammates, not just directly from those, those players. And you're, you're also the combine is not just, you know, the top players, like there's over a hundred players that are invited to the combine. And, you know, uh, Ben Pope tweeted out yesterday, the Blackhawks are interviewing somewhere between 65 and 75 players. You know, the Blackhawks have 12 picks to make. So you, you need to, you need to talk to all the guys that, that you have on your board, guys you don't have on your board that might impress you or guys you have on a board that might concern you. And, Um, you know, I, I think you just, you just got to get as much information from, from these kids as possible, get to know them as as much as you can, uh, in the, in the final, you know, days leading up to the, up to the draft, just like you would for, for a GM or or a head coach, uh, position, you, you talk to as many people as possible. You get as much information as you can and just see, see what you can, what you can gather at this point.
0: Speaking of prospects, make sure you go to allchgo.com and check out the stuff that Greg and Mario have been working on building draft profiles for all these upcoming prospects uh, become a diehard while you're there at allchgo.com you and get a free shirt or hat upon sign up and access all of our great written content 20% off all merch and events including our trip to Nashville, which is going to be a lot of fun more on that coming up in a little bit. Um, but yeah, those draft profiles are flying out and I think tomorrow is musty butt day if I'm not mistaken, right? That was what
1: Greg teased. <laughs> uh yeah mu- uh, uh, musty butt uh week is, is is coming up yeah
0: yeah so get ready for that uh all com. really good stuff i'm gonna start writing some of those too but i've been in a medicated f- haze and i, I sat down <laughs> yesterday to try to do one and i saw like kind of the template that mario laid out and my eyes were just like i don't know what yeah, this we- is I don't know <laughs> the Norco is taking hit <laughs> We don't
1: need any. We don't need any. Uh, any medicated uh, typos or anything yes. like that.
0: Watching highlights of Gavin Brindley, I really liked the purple unicorn he was riding on his way to the breakaway.
1: <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't need any of that stuff in the draft profile. So I'll start
0: knocking some of those out too. But uh, great stuff as always at allchgo.com, and to make sure you take care or take advantage of the Father's Day sale we've got going on right now at the merch shop. So if you're a diehard or you're not yet. Uh, go to uh, chgolocker.com. Take care, take advantage of that Father's Day sale. Uh, it is buy one, get one 50% off at chgolocker.com. You got to place your orders by Monday to guarantee Father's Day delivery. Uh, but stock up. Get your dad some sweet chgo merch, chgolocker.com. Buy one, get one 50% off right now at chgolocker.com. And mm-hmm. if you want to get fitted out in some other stuff, Do it with our friends at FOCO. You get the best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, banana hammocks, and everything in between. It is spring and it's baseball season. Get your Aloshaha shirts, your straw hats, your polos, your bags, everything you need for a game when you see us on set at CHGO. We've got all those awesome bobbleheads and plaques and signs everywhere. Those were all donated by FOCO, and we appreciate them for that. Go to FOCO.com or click the link in our description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO and you'll save 10%. That is FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, code CHGO for 10% off. Stock up for your man cave or she shed or wherever else and get some sweet Chicago sports merch or any team sports merch from FOCO.com.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking for things to to pair with your great merchandise coming from, uh, from FOCO, you can pair them with some great, sunglasses from our friends at shady rays they make some of the best sunglasses out on the market that help you take on the sun with gear built to last shady rays has you covered for the warm weather that is happening right now with premium polarized shades at affordable prices shady rays is an independent sunglasses company offering a world-class product that is just as good if not the best or better than any expensive pair that you or I have ever owned. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their Lost and Broken Replacements program. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked right away. Last summer, I dumped a pair of sunglasses into the chain of lakes that is uh, safely at the bottom by now. (laughs) Uh, I wish I wish they had been a pair of Shady Rays so I could have gotten them replaced at no cost. Uh, You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back as long for long after. After you purchase them. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is also providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the US through their Shady Rays impact program. Uh, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventures of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And of course, if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will. Uh, You can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They always have your back. And exclusively for our great CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to get 50% off of two pairs of polarized sunglasses. I know when you buy two pairs, uh, I know that that math checks out to buy one get one uh try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people including our producer out on the deck
0: Look. hey it's a friday working from deck <laughs> it looks you great know? man i'm very envious right now it's, it's a beautiful day here in elmwood you get, park you got great. the
1: birds chirping i'll be it's going great. to johnny's
0: beef later get a combo oh my god what i would do for food i can chew I've just been uh, mashing i'll get you, an, I'll get you a, a lemon ice those are delicious that's there you um, go. my friend i'm going to see the dead tonight and tomorrow and uh my friend's like can you drink I'm like no can you smoke no <laughs> what can you do i'm like lemon chill i'm gonna have all the lemon <laughs> chill. i'll be like the little kid at the dead concert maybe i'll get the baseball hat full of ice cream that'll be me <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good idea i've been Perfect. mashing a lot of my food this week so it has not been great but uh yeah get those shady rays they look sweet uh Got a new order coming in, can't wait for those. It's going to going to look sweet for the summer here.
1: I'm I'm excited for you and and Jared Tenority just to sw- uh, swap war stories of, of all the the milkshakes that you guys would have to drink to get your food together. I'm sure yeah. they're they're, they're <laughs> just as comparable.
0: Yeah, for, so for those that don't know where I was, I had all four wisdom teeth pulled and then I also had a a, a molar removed that was uh that was broken from a piece of hard candy. Uh, that I bit down on too hard and went, I'm like, Oh, that didn't feel right. It was broken. So all that was done on Monday. And they said that my, uh, wisdom tooth here was like really embedded in my bone was real dense. So it was a lot more complicated than they had expected it to be. Um, and they did a little bit of temporary nerve damage when they removed that tooth. So I am numb from the middle of my lip to like my left cheek. I can't really even feel what I'm doing right here. I'm just rubbing it. I don't even feel that. Wow. So like my hey. teeth are numb. It's really hard to brush my teeth because I can't feel where I'm at. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. The gift from uh, oh, uh, a little shop of horrors. Yep. That's me. That was me. But they did <laughs> a great job. It was just like, oh my God. And the other thing too, is I was told that I was out for the, but I, I guess I kept like putting my hand up while they're operating on me and like crossing my legs, so I'd like keep upping my dosage of, uh, of, of, Oh, you kept doing it. Yeah. Like I kept like raising Whoa. my hand, like, and I, I think I remember, I think I remember, <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> at one point just saying out loud, like I'm okay. Like just talking in my sleep. I don't know. It was weird. Whoa. I've had the other, the only other Great. time I've had surgery, I had a, I had a retina detachment like 15 Ooh. years ago, maybe tw- whatever it was. And yeah. I, it was like twilight for you're not totally out. And I remember like, waking up oh. for part of that and like seeing the doctor like over my oh. eye, which was not great, but
1: Oof, didn't feel gosh. anything.
0: So anyway,
1: I, I remember when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, cause I, I did the same thing top and bottom right away. Um, I was, I was completely out. They were like, they were like, okay, like count back from a hundred. And I was like, okay, one hundred 99 dark. <laughs> like, like it was, it, it was, it, it went real, it went real fast. And I remember, I don't remember anything. It was just like, Oh, out. And then I opened my eyes and it was just like, I was really groggy and they were like, all right, all done. And, uh, it was, it, I was that I've, I've never done drugs was the highest I've ever been in my life. And I remember my cousin, uh, was, was having a party at his house that night, uh, that I don't think my parents or his parents knew about, (laughs) um, And I remember I remember saying in the in the car uh, to my mom, she was driving me home. This was in high school. And 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 I was like, can I still go to Jake's party? And she's like, no. What? What are you talking about? (laughs) And uh, yeah, I think I actually got him in a little trouble. So, uh, oh, but I I must have that.
0: I don't know. What party? What?
1: Yeah. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was. I
0: have no recollection of the conversation with the doctor after or my wife being in the room with me when it was over. Um, I just remember going home and laying on the couch and sleeping. That's it. So anyway, it could have been a lot worse. I really liked it. I went in there today because I had like a stitch that was poking my gum and the doctor got me right in. She's like, I'll take care of it right away. And she did. And it's a lot better now. So, you know. Just going a little slower than I'd hoped. I was hoping to be back Wednesday. But here's here's the advice. The final takeaway is when you're 15 or 16 and the dentist says, get your wisdom teeth out. Don't wait till you're 45 because <laughs> then you have to pay for it and not your parents. And it's much more difficult sure. of a process than it would have been, you know, 30 years ago for me uh, than it right. was now. So I waited and waited and waited. And now it's a lot worse of a recovery than it would have been. Had I just gotten it when I was supposed to get it? So there's yeah. my PSA, and I know no one will listen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh, some some uh, comments in the chat from from Chris and from Nate. Uh, they're asking about the uh, the beef shakes. Oh, Are we getting yeah. b- beef shakes? For
0: <laughs> I might have to. So the only the only bonus is the last two nights I've been or the last two mornings I've gotten up and I've gone to our local diner and just had omelets. I'm like, just give me okay. a three like your biggest three cheese omelet today. I added ham. I got a little daring and added some ham. Um, and we went to Chipotle for lunch. So that was a step up, you know, with some carnitas this. and the little soft stuff. So maybe a beef shake is coming up in the future. Maybe I just put yeah. it in the beef sleeve there
1: over my shoulder
0: and shake it up.
1: Yes. <laughs> see what happens. It's like the old McDonald's uh, salad shakers.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't know about that. I've heard of them. And Region Rev said, did you make a soft food menu for I'm Fat? All I ate, Region Rev, honestly, for the first four days was mashed potatoes. That's it. And guess what? That's the best part. Cause I could eat mashed potatoes every day for every meal for the rest of my life. And looking over my shoulder, you see my new Cubs pennant. That's from region rev. She sent me that along oh, with sweet. a bunch of other great stuff. So did a little nice. CHGO merch for a uh, old Cubs pennant swap. So region rev, it should be on the way for you. Your sky shirt should be on the way soon. So awesome. um got one more uh, chat. We want to get to from Nick on the Kyle Davidson stuff says, I think it's interesting that Kyle would consider trading 19 for more picks with how deep this draft is, shows that he can think outside the box. Yeah, that's one of the things I like the most about him. And you mentioned, too, with the Athanasiou contract, the foresight to make the second year more affordable for a team taking him on in a trade. But what Davidson said yesterday was, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before.
1: No, yeah, yesterday. Look, if
0: we're at 19 and there's five players we like kind of equally there, why would we not... Trade down to 21, 22, bring in another pick that can be used down the road to do whatever you want with it and maybe trade up later or whatever. I, I, it makes perfect sense. So yeah, that's the beauty of a deep draft. And I know I think some maybe what Nick is saying is, hey, there's so many great guys in this draft. Shouldn't you just take one? And I think that's also a possibility. I could see them getting into the top 10. If they, Here's the deal. Whatever they want to do, they can. Yeah. if they want to trade the rest of their draft to get five six seven they could probably make that happen there's probably a team that would say, yeah, we'll take nineteen and whatever 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 for you to move up they can do whatever they feel they need to do and that's but dar aside that's the bonus right you've already got the number one pick you know you've got your future stud your probably current stud your best player already already in the bag and also, you've got all these assets to negotiate and move up and down with and all around. It's Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for the draft. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be like the three of us. Thank God. Three of us are going because it's just going to be just trying to cover it and keep track of everything.
1: I I feel like after, after the first pick is made after there's, you know uh, you know, the, the media availability that Bedard will go through. I feel like there's going to be a, I just, there's just a part of me that feels like something's going to happen in which we're going to have to split up. Like someone's going to have to go back and like cover something. Someone's going to have to stay with Bedard. Someone's got to have to stay in the media room because the Blackhawks just traded for the eighth pick or something like that. Like it's going to be, I've have a feeling there's going to be some sort of fun, chaotic movement happening from the Blackhawks. But yeah, I mean, it's, All the options are on the table, and and I think you know we've we've been so focused on the possibility of them trading up, and I know the idea of you know the Blackhawks trading up to number eleven with Vancouver has been thrown out there so much, Um, but the option to trade back and to stockpile more picks either in this year's draft in the second or third round, or next year's draft or anything like that, like keeping those options open, I think is is really interesting. So if they don't trade up and you get like, like you said, if they get to 19, this is, this is from Davidson himself uh, via pen Pope. He said, if you're sitting there at 19 and there's five guys you like, maybe you look to move back because you can get one of those guys and keep banking assets to say, we're just going to move up is probably premature. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you look at the, the, the options that are there late in the first round into the second round. You know, we, we had a question, um, in our mailbag that we did uh, uh, on Monday, that was, you know, who do you, who do you hope uh, falls out of, uh, or maybe we did this on Tuesday. I can't remember, but um, you know, who do you hope falls out of the first round? Like there's a lot of players that that could fall out of the first round that are, you know, first round talented guys. There's guys in this that, that are, you know, looking at as being like, Oh, this person is going to be in the thirties or forties that would be in the first round in other years. So, You know, if the Blackhawks were to to trade back from 19 to like 24 or something, still get the guy they wanted and add like an extra second or an extra third or something like that, like why wouldn't you do that?
0: No, of course. Um, Nate says, are you going to be reacting live to the draft or doing a pod after he said he needs to know when he can duck away from the family vacation? We'll be doing it after the first round. We'll be doing a reaction show. So after all that wraps up, we're going to head back to our – this is the plan for now subjects to yeah. change but the plan is get rid of you know handle all the first round stuff head back to the airbnb and do our show from there and then the next day of the draft kind of the same deal we're going to be there rounds two through seven covering it all and then we're going to come on and, and do a post show so we're not going to do any sort of live reaction stuff like we've done in years past but um we're definitely going to be there as soon as the draft's over uh, for extended shows extended reaction we'll probably jump on you know, Twitter spaces or something. We'll find some way to get with you live we're, as it allows, you know?
1: Yeah, I I, I feel like there will be uh, opportunities for us to on social media do some sort of live reaction um, to the to the the picks that are being made. Um, you know, we're, we're going down as a whole crew. It's going to be the three of us, uh, along with producer Stephen and Casey, our social media manager. Like we'll, we'll, we'll be whatever we need to do to to to. Bring the best best content possible. We're going to make it happen. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll have the shows late Wednesday and Thursday after the drafts. Um, we also have our, our CHGO uh, meetup that's yeah. going to be happening uh, on uh, Tuesday, the Tuesday before the draft. That's going to be happening at Hopsmith in Nashville. So if you're heading down to Nashville, uh, go to allchgo.com slash events. You can get all the details there. Uh, join us for a happy hour that's happening from 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, And then that is also going to include in the ticket uh, open bar for that happy hour. So you're going to be happy for more than an hour. That's for sure. Uh, And then you're also going to get some food and included in that event ticket. uh, You're going to get an exclusive uh, brand new CHGO Blackhawks design that will be dropping as soon as the Blackhawks make their first overall pick in the draft. I wonder what that design Mm. could be about.
0: I'm 98% sure what it will look like. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, so I can't wait to put, I can't wait to put that design to bed.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's exactly. Um, I'm <laughs> man. I'm so looking forward to this. Just like the, all of us going on a road trip together. Poor Casey sitting in our fart box that we're gonna be driving down. with <laughs> Me, you, Greg, and Casey. We're gonna have to get her some uh, KN95 mask for uh, oh, for the ride God. down. Poor Casey. Um, but it's gonna be awesome. This is like when we signed up for this gig, uh, what like a year not just over a year ago. This is the sort of stuff I dreamed we could do, and the fact that like we're making it happen and we're doing it, and the company's like hell yeah, let's go. It's yeah. awesome. So uh, I hope if you're going, you join us. Uh, if you can't go, I know the Hawks are offering some cool opportunities as well, so uh, go to the Blackhawks website to look that up, but if you're in Nashville, plus Wednesday, we're going to have something too,
1: so... Yeah, little, little, a little, little taste of home.
0: Yeah, uh, more, more info on that to come as we finalize things, but we'll be around Wednesday. That'll probably be a less formal kind of an event, because it's an all-day draft, so just, you know, come and meet us, say hi, before we head over to the Bridgestone for rounds two through seven, so... It's going to be yeah. it's going to be awesome. All right, we've we've talked a long time. We haven't gotten to the uh the big anniversary yet. Today, June 9th, 2023 is the 13-year anniversary of the Blackhawks 2010 Stanley Cup. And it really sort of snuck up on me. Um maybe because of my week or whatever. Um <laughs> but man, like when I think back to that, I had just had my daughter. My daughter was born, so my wife's labor really kicked in. After Buffalo won Game Three in San Jose, yeah. that's like when my wife's labor kicked in. So as soon as that game was won, my wife like was like, "All right, all right it's go time. Let's have the baby now." So that was uh, May. Addie <laughs> was born in the early morning of May twenty second. So May twenty first, and then like from then on, it was just been it was this blur of new baby and covering the Hawks in the Stanley Cup, doing post game shows, and the night they won. I was on the air at the score with Matt Matabaticola and I had the flu. I was sick as hell. Like I almost passed out in my shower. Um, Oof. like before I went to work and I called my boss and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. He's like, You have to. He's like, You I need you tonight more than any other night. I'm like, All right, I'm gonna do it. So then the Hawks score in overtime and me and Matt are supposed to go on like as soon as the game ends. But we're like, was that a goal? Like what happened? Do we run in? Yeah. Do we not? Do we so we had to wait? then do that, and then doing this show in, like, the haze of the flu, and all the emotions of my entire life waiting for that to happen, and a new baby, it was just like, I think I just collapsed when that show was over. It was just all. (laughs) it was just this waterfall of emotion coming over me, and to get ready for today's show, I went back and watched the 2010 uh, Stanley Cup Blu-ray. Remember those? Remember Blu-rays? Yes. And you forget, like, There was so much drama in those playoffs, man. That was the, that was the Nashville game five. Obviously it was the, uh, the Willie Mitchell hit on taves. It was the, like, there was so much. Then the Hawks win two, win the first two in Philly, then lose two in a row or or vice versa win two at home, then lose two in Philly. And it's just, man, like you forget when, as time passes you, the snapshots kind of fade away, right? Like you remember, of course, Nashville game five and, and you know moments here and there but going back and watching that and hearing all those guys talk about it was it's really a cool reset and to see how young they all look too oh yeah was, oh my god
1: <laughs> if i if i remember correctly like isn't like don't they interview like makita and stuff in that too so it's makita esposito yeah
0: uh and then it's basically sharp Kane, Versteeg Burish, taves a little bit but not as much and seabrook <laughs> Those yeah. are like the main guys talking. And of course, Wideman, and Murray and Foley. And they're all just sharing their memories of it. And, you know, we talked about We were talking about this before the cup final. And you think about championship seasons and now they all have these moments, right? Like this was a yeah. marker. And that five goal comeback against Calgary that happened. Hawks were down five, nothing came back and won the game
1: early and, in the season,
0: early in the season. And they all say that moment that game was when they knew that they had something special. And just think, like, from that game against Calgary, some meaningless middle-of-the-week right. throwaway game, that solidified everything. And then moment after moment after moment after moment leading to that Stanley Cup. And I feel like that's very similar to the Panthers is they get into playoffs, like, really unexpectedly. Same thing that happened to the Flyers, by the way, in 2010. They had to yeah. win their last game in a shootout to even get in. So I, I guess when you have an 82 games plus playoffs, everybody's got those stories. But yeah, it was just such a magical run, and that team—it's like my God. Like you—you you think about the depth of that team. Of like, when's the last time we mentioned Troy Brower, who had a two, <laughs> who had a two goal game in the Cup final? Thomas Kapetsky. We don't even right. mention. When's the last time we said John Madden's name? and how huge of a part of that team John Baden was.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just the,
0: yeah. They're so the, incredibly the, deep. The there.
1: veteran presence solidifying down the middle, like all all the all the small things that, you know, he he brought were just it it, it was just like that was ex- the exact reason why he was brought to that team, you know. Um and and yeah, like it's just you look you look to that team and you look ahead and you're like, Oh, okay. You need to find this kind of player, this kind of player, this kind of player, like, like the chemistry and, and the makeup of a, of a championship team. It, you know, the NHL is so copycat, but like, you know, the, the, the formulas are, are are out there. And and I think it's just interesting to see how, how teams get, get built nowadays. And you know, how, you know, through free agency trades draft, like it's all, it's all, you know, it's all, uh, jumbled together some teams do really good just kind of piecemealing together a roster and it works some teams draft and and they develop their own talent and and they do it in a vision and i think the blackhawks majority of that roster i think was drafted in if i if i'm if i remember correctly so it was that 2010 team you know was really built you know over a couple of years because of you know how, how you know, GMs up up until that time, uh, eventually taken over by you know the the last GM before Kyle Davidson. Um, you know, it was all built up, and then and then it it, it worked out. You know, and, and it it ushered in the the next cup. You know, the the, the three cup run. Um, it's just impressive to see. And yeah, I mean, the Panthers they've had multiple moments in these in this postseason where you kind of feel like, man, this team has really got you know it, quote unquote. Um, and not to take away anything from the, from the Vegas Golden Knights, like in, in the Stanley cup final going on right now, like they waxed the Panthers in games one and two, but game three, another instance of where the Panthers are just like, this team has something special. Um, you know, math, Matthew Kachuk late goal overtime winner. Now, you know, you, you avoid going down Oh three to an oh three three hole. And now you make it a series, you know, you're now it's two, one uh, going into game four. So it's, you know, it's, Yesterday, you know, with with me and Kevin, we talked about it was the ten year anniversary of of Patrick uh, Kane's overtime winner, another Patrick Kane overtime winner <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs, um, his double overtime winner against the Kings to send them to the twenty thirteen Cup final, and how it's you know again, you know, just the the moments that those teams had. Like you could look and say, like, yes, that team was 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 built to to be a championship caliber team. They they set the record in that shortened year but you still got to come down to those clutch moments where it's just like you have those special players and all those teams have those special players. Um, and it wasn't just 19 and 88. Like, you know, you look at the contributions, like you mentioned, like, you know, uh, like a guy like Thomas Kropesky, a guy like uh, Troy Brower, you know, uh, you you think about guys like Antoine Vermette, Michael Hanzus, like, um, you know Johnny Oduya and and what he provided uh during those years. Like it's just it's just really crazy. And you you look back and you're like you you remember how spoiled we as Blackhawks fans had been. Yeah. For that for that run, like you know the Boston Bruins, right? They've they've had this extended you know decades long uh run of of being contenders. One cup. Yeah. Like it's 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 really special that the Blackhawks came away with three in the time they did.
0: Yeah, and, and you know the fact that that like their picks, like guys you didn't think were gonna work out, right? Like like Bufflin was a was a late pick, and you, know, you trade for Versteeg, and and we already mentioned like Kopetsky, but like Ben Eager gives you mm-hmm. a gives you a goal in the Cup final, you know, like just everything came together. It was really well built. just they had everything and what was what was remarkable and it was sort of reminded of this watching the 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 blu-ray today was how they could just adapt their games game one of that cup final i think it was a 6-5 final just back and forth non-stop scoring michael layton got pulled um you know for the flyers and niemi struggled and at the end of that game uh the horn sounds and and taves comes up to niemi and niemi's like I don't congratulate me. I played like shit, you know, like he's shaking his head. Like, <laughs> no, I, we don't deserve, I don't deserve this credit at yeah. all. Um, and then the next game's real tight checking and super physical. And the Hawks are just able to adapt because yeah, you've got Kane and Taves and Hosa and Sharp, but then you've got eager and Burrish and Boland and Sopel. And these guys that are willing to throw a hip check or crush somebody if they can, then you got Buffalo who can play D or forward and then he just parks himself in front of Roberto Luongo for a series. And that's the end of that. Like, it's just, and Duncan yeah. Keith loses his teeth in that, in the shark <laughs> series. Like there's just so many, I don't know. just, you just look back on it and it's, it's hard to do it, and not smile. And I know like anytime we talk about this particular cup team, we kind of have to do the qualifier of, you know, all while this was happening, the Kyle beach stuff was being ignored and that's, it's unforgivable. And I was wondering how it was going to feel watching the DVD again and, and thinking back on that time. And one moment stood out for me from Christopher Stieg, where he said something along the lines of like, this team takes care of each other or something like we really care about each other. There was some comment about how they look out for each other or something like that. And that was kind of like, Oh, reminder. You know what I mean? Like it was like that little thing. And look, I, 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 I pause to tell anybody how to remember this stuff. Like if you remember it fondly, and nothing of it has changed for you, that's not wrong. If you can't look at it and smile anymore because of what happened, that's not wrong either. I think everyone just kind of has to remember it the way they do. Um, But it was hard for me to watch that and not kind of have that constant, like itch in the back of my head of don't forget this was happening when this happened too. And that Versteeg comment really stuck out to me is, yeah, like we take care of each other. We got each other's backs or it was something I should have written it down, but it was something along those lines And, you know, and again, we've said since day one, I think there are there is a spectrum of knowledge here from the players of I don't think everyone knew exactly what happened. I don't know if anyone knew exactly what happened, but I think most people knew something happened. So it's a little bit disappointing. But again, if you want to look back on, you know, February 9th, 2010 fondly, go for it. Do it your way. I don't think there's any. There's anything wrong with that, but I think it's just re- re- remember important to remember the stuff that was happening that was not publicized until a couple summers ago. So,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I I I feel the same way. I I I know I recently uh, took some time and I might even been just just uh, I think it was. Hmm. I gotta, I gotta remember what what struck me to do it, but I did go back and watch some of the 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 2010 um like championship video and stuff uh, f- found it on on youtube cuz i don't i don't have the uh, the blu-ray anymore but um yeah yeah it was it was just it was a little it was a little odd cuz it was just like you know all the all the memories rush back of of watching that team cheering for that team all the you know celebrations that we, you know, that you experience in the playoffs i remember you know all, all the personal uh experiences i had during that time it rushes back and then yeah knowing what you what we all know now it's it's kind of it, it it feels a little weird and i remember watching it just for a little bit and just being like all right yeah you know what i'm i'm just gonna turn this off right now like like i i think it was just it was just a it hits you at different moments like like today uh, on a day like this where it's you know it's the anniversary of the of the cup winning goal and and, and all that you know i i I think back to you know watching that game uh at my parents' house and you know celebrating uh with, with my family and and my my dad, you know, jumping off the couch and being like, you know, he scored. That puck is in. And you know, he's 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 <laughs> running around the house like it's like he was Patrick Kane. And I was I felt like I was the rest of the team. Like I'm looking at him, I'm looking at the TV, and I'm like, what is what is happening? And, you know, we're, we're in the U S so we got, you know, doc Emmerich's call. He's just, he's trying to do his best. He's just as confused as we all are at home. Um, so there, you know, there's not even that realization until a few, few minutes later. Uh, and then just, you know, celebrating from there. And, uh, you know, those, those, those are the memories that, you know, that, that, that don't go away, um, that, that aren't, aren't changed. But I think to your point, you know, it, it is, kind of the overarching feel of that team doesn't feel as polished and as shiny as it used to um so i th- i think it's 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 valid to to you know keep that in mind of like you know this this background in incident that was much bigger uh than than it was ever handled uh was also happening at the same time
0: yeah i think that's that's an important thing to keep in mind but again if it's if you look back on this day and, and still feel some warm fuzzies, I don't think you need to feel yeah. bad about that. I think it's, it's all real. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, just keep in mind, you know, it's just sports and and more important things happen. But, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure how that was going to feel today. So yeah, yeah, it was mixed feelings. That's for damn sure. But when I just think personally of, you know, my first big opportunity at the score and the baby and just everything, yeah, and I remember the end of that show, thinking about all my uh, old friends on blackhawkzone.com, which is the message <laughs> board I frequented uh, in the two thousands. You know, and I got to meet one of those guys. Whoa, I just threw my pen uh, the other Ooh. week. Puck Jim, who's on our chats every now and again on oh, yeah. Blackhawk Zone. I got to meet him uh, the other day out in uh, Lockport, and I'm like, man, these guys. Like, I've I've known these people for so long, and I've made lifelong friends just from just because of the Blackhawks you know yeah. and i think that's an important thing that you know to remember and you share those moments and i know greg talks about blowing out his knee uh for a certain hawk i forget was it was a national <laughs> game 5 i think in national yeah yeah he blew out his knee and uh yeah like we've all got those memories and and today's a day to you know look back on them however you want to so um a couple of people are mentioning Connor Bedard pictures are showing up of him doing the VO2 test on the bike um and people commenting how jacked Connor Bedard is. Yes, this is <laughs> this is something that's gonna become a little more visible in the next coming days and weeks. Connor Bedard is not uh not tall, but he is freaking jacked. Like you ever seen the pictures of Marty Saint Louis' legs? That's that's what we're talking about. Like he is he is quadzilla. Yes. <laughs> um and it's only gonna get I mean he's what 17 years old? Like it's they're only gonna get bigger and stronger.
1: Seventeen will seventeen and will turn uh will turn eighteen later uh this summer. But yeah, I mean he's he's definitely someone who is not uh you know, yeah, you talk about not the biggest guy, but I mean he's Cindy Crosby comes to mind. Not the biggest guy, but you know, when you're when you're five, five 10, and you're 200 pounds and you're a professional hockey player, hopefully that is a pretty solid, uh, frame and solid, you know, solidly built, you know, you're not, not Phil Kessling it out there. Hey, um, it's not wrong but, with
0: that? <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but no, absolutely not. He's, he, he, he's, you know, two wins away from getting his name on the Stanley cup for the third time. Um, but yeah, I mean Bedard, he may not be the the tallest guy, but I don't think we're talking about a guy who's, um, gonna be frail or you know looking like you know he gets, you know he's he's not gonna take one hit from Radko Gudas and oh oh his, his career's over. Hopefully, not. Um, but you know I, he's he's definitely going to be a. I think he's gonna be a solid, solid player physically not that he plays a physical game but he'll be a solid he'll have a he'll be a kid with a solid frame, and he's still kind of physically mature and he's going to get into an nhl training program like yeah. I, I and and this is already someone who is uh you know eating like a professional athlete when he's you know a teenager uh and and has that kind of discipline that i think we all wish we had at one point in our life you know for physical exercise and stuff so um yeah, I mean it's uh, he's he's the, the the people that are like he's too small. I know there were, there were people that were trying to downgrade him in in draft rankings because of his size. Like you know, just just looking at uh, a height and weight chart doesn't tell the full full story. I well, think he's going to be just fine. You're
0: right. Sidney Crosby is five eleven, two hundred pounds. At age seventeen, yeah. Connor Bernard is five ten, one eighty five. Like he's going to put on weight. He's going to gain muscle. He'll be. 5'10", 195, 200, and is 5 pounds and 1 inch. Going to be the, well, if he was an inch taller, I wouldn't have any concerns. But, yeah, I mean, would it be great if he was Eric Lindros too? Sure. That'd be sure. wonderful. But, uh, you know, yeah, he is, uh, no, Roy said he's built like a pit bull. That is an accurate description. Sure. He's got, like, those legs That's that kind of, like, they're so muscular, they look like they're bowed. <laughs> that's that's yeah that's that's what he yeah. that's what he looks like. So yeah, don't worry about Connor Bedard. He's going to be the pick. He's going to yeah. be fine. He's not going to get pushed around. He's going to be a superstar and hopefully uh, 13 years from now uh, we'll be remembering uh, that draft and looking back on multiple Stanley Cups
1: from Connor Bedard. That would be absolutely wonderful. I'll take one. I'll take one. Okay. Yeah. Well, what did, what did EA simulate him to have? I think it was three, right? <laughs> Every, everything. Yeah, three cups, like a 20-time All-Star, four-time MVP or something like that. Yeah.
0: Something like that. Let's uh, see if I can find it. That'd be uh, nice. Here, I got it right <laughs> Yeah, I, I
1: think it was three cups.
0: <laughs> That's it. What
1: a loser. Okay, <laughs> so like here. 18, 1,800 points.
0: I found it, yes. Career simulation, 1,455 games played, 739 goals, 1,145 assists, 1,884 points the calder trophy four hearts four lindsays two richards and three cups
1: i'll take that that'll do <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'll, that'll do. play all right let's wrap this up man it's been a, it's been a long week i'm just exhausted oh uh, yeah i know i'm gonna kick back and i'm gonna imagine myself drinking a beer tonight at the dead show because i can't yet but if i did mario <laughs> what should i get
1: eventually you will be able to uh, enjoy some refreshing Goose Island beer. Uh, They are flying overhead and they are the proud beer sponsors of us here at CHGO. And they've been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have their summer roster ready to go. The Goose IPA, their six time medal winner at the great American beer fest, always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. The tropical beer hug, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, which is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. Uh, and the Full Pocket Pills, of course, the everyday beer. It is what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. And, of course, when the golden sun is nice and high, you can reach for a nice golden can of the 312 Wheat Ale, the staple of Goose Island's beer roster. And if you're in Chicago, go and grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original House on Clybourne Avenue. And in Lincoln Park, and you can also go to their tap room, which is on Fulton Street in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company.
0: And if you want to save money this summer, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve by helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future.
1: Yes, ComEd will do that because they offer a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, such as for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes.
0: Remind our handsome producer, Lawrence, how that works.
1: I will remind him, Lawrence, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually so you can stay out on your back deck and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that you, Lawrence, can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy, also known as Monergy, today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to to schedule your uh, free facility assessment, visit ComEd.com slash PoweringBiz.
0: Lawrence, ComEd.com slash PoweringBiz. Write it down. Powering biz, right there, B-I-Z.
1: You literally B-I-Z. put that graphic
0: up. You should be able to see it. Oh, yeah. It's right there. I did that.
1: <laughs> you can see it through your shady rays.
0: There you go.
1: There you go. That's All right. Perfect.
0: Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being patient this week. Are we? I
1: think Greg's out Monday, too, right? Greg is out uh, Monday, and I think that's the last day. Okay. I think, Tuesday, I think Tuesday we're back to full strength. Sounds good. Let's
0: do Mailbag Monday. On Monday, you know how to get your questions in. Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. On our uh, Discord, our uh, CHGO Diehards members only Discord, do that. And uh, email Blackhawks at allCHGO.com. Don't forget, take advantage of our CHGO Locker Father's Day sale. Buy one, get one 50% off. Uh, That's all CHGO shirts June 8th through the 18th. But if you want it in time for Father's Day, you have to order by Monday. So get those Mm -hmm. orders in, get them in quickly while supplies uh, remain so you don't miss out on anything you want. CHGOLocker.com. Buy one, get one, half off. Uh, Order by Monday for
1: Father's Day delivery. Anything else? I think we're good, good, right? I think we're good. We got Stanley Cup uh, game four. Tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, that should be happening tomorrow. Yep. Um Vegas yeah. is winning. I, I Vegas in I, five. I think it's in five. Yeah.
0: All right. I changed my mm-hmm. mind. They're they're just two in control.
1: I I'm not abandoning the Panthers pick. If they had lost last night, obviously I would have. But uh I, I think this they're I think getting the win last night uh in a in a game that you know was was kind of their style. I think that gets them back into the series. It'll be in- e- interesting to see if they even it up or if they, uh, if they get the pressure put on them um, even more.
0: Yep, we'll see. Hopefully there's a lot more hockey to go. All right, we'll talk to you Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.